Hey, hey, fire starters. Welcome back to another episode of the Females on Fire podcast. We took a week off last week because we just wrapped up our fourth ever round of the Females on Fire Summit. It was so much fun. I love doing these summits. This was our fourth one. It's very exciting. Had a great time, but I'm really excited for this episode because I'm going to go solo and I'm going to share with you 10 different lessons that I have learned from running four rounds of the Females on Fire Summit. Now, before you're thinking, I don't run events or I don't ever want to run an event or want to run a summit. So this doesn't apply to me. Don't tune me out just yet because these are 10 lessons that are not uh, particular to running events or virtual summits or anything like that. These are 10 lessons that apply to anything and everything in business. I just happen to kind of learn them from running four different rounds of the summit. So I definitely think you're going to get a lot out of this. You can definitely go apply this to your business, regardless of where you're at in business, what you're doing, what industry you're in. But these are my 10 things that are lessons that I've either just sort of come upon or somewhat unfortunately learned the hard way over the last couple of years in running these events. So we definitely had a great time at the summit, but there were some lessons learned and I am excited to share them with you. So let's go ahead and dive in. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast. The place to be if you're an audacious dreaming woman ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations, and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo. And together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Hey, want to know a secret? We've got a good one for you. Females on Fire is going live and in person with our first ever Females on Fire conference. And we want you to join us. Come join us in Dallas, Texas, August 10th through the 12th of 2023 for our first ever conference that is going to take your business and your personal growth to the next level. This is not your mama's business conference, and we want you there. We're going to bring together 300 women in a room that is going to feel like the fun and friendship and high vibe energy of your slumber party days, but we're going to do it with the business tips, the marketing strategies, the action steps, and all of the tools you need to step into your higher self. We're going to bring together the best speakers in the industry, tons of fun surprises. And of course, we couldn't have a conference without a dance party. Like I said, not your mama's business conference, a full day of business, a full day of personal growth, learning from the best mentors and meeting all the right people to grow your network and help you step into that higher version of yourself and higher version of your business that you've maybe been dreaming of for a while. That is what the females on fire conference is all about. And we wanted to make it 
affordable and easy and just a simple yes for you. So come join us. Tickets are on sale right now. They are the early bird pricing that you will never see again. And with tons of fun bonuses that you're going to want to grab. So head over to femalesonfireconference.com and join us in Dallas next August for the conference that I guarantee is going to change your business and change your life. Let's go. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm just feeling the energy. I hope you got a chance to join us at the females on fire summit last week. If you're listening to this in real time, it was last week. It was our fourth round. And like I said, it was just so much fun. So exciting. I really enjoy these summits. They're a lot of work. I'm not going to sit here and make out like it's just the easiest thing in the world and it takes no time and you can make bukus of money and it's just great. It's a lot of work for sure. And there's always something coming up that is like a little bit of a headache that maybe we don't normally have to deal with or didn't have to deal with the last one. But overall, these are a lot of fun and they're a lot of fun because I get to collaborate with some really cool people and we get to just add new women into this community. And that's so exciting because it's, it's something that we want to keep growing, but I just love getting to meet new people and hear their stories and what they're doing in business and, and in life and all the things. So very, very fun, very exciting. We did take a week off the podcast last week for that because as some of you know, my year has been a little crazy and facing a lot of overwhelm this year and things are looking a lot differently than they normally do for me. And so I was like, well, we're not going to overwhelm ourselves with, uh, putting out a podcast episode and promoting that in the same week as our summit. So took a week off, but we're back and we're back with some lessons learned and not just from this round of the summit, but from all four rounds in general, there there were just a couple things on my heart that I was like, I need to share these on the show because this is lessons that I either learned the hard way or just kind of came across or, you know, was somewhat surprised by, or, or something like that, that I feel like would be really beneficial. And as I started to think through, okay, what would that episode look like? What do I want to say? I really realized that there are several things, 10 things to be exact <laughs> that I, really kind of felt the need to share. And as I started to kind of list them out, I realized these are not, these have nothing to do with running a summit. These are just lessons. The summit happened to teach me that really are for business as a whole. So we're going to dive into these 10 and I'm going to kind of explain a little bit about, um, my lesson learned through that, but then also how it applies to you and your business. So I'm not going to hold it up anymore. Let's go ahead and dive in. We got 10 things and not a lot of time together. So these are my 10 things that, like I said, I learned from four rounds of a very successful females on fire summit. Number one, you cannot, 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 I cannot say cannot enough. You cannot please everyone. And I have, uh, one story in particular from this most recent round that, uh, just goes to show you that you will never be able to please everybody. This is something I keep learning with everything that I do. Uh, but especially the summit, there's just always somebody who's not happy. And that's unfortunate, you know, as business owners, as people that want to make an impact as, as leaders in our space, we want people to be happy, right? We want to make people happy. We want people to be 
pleased with the things that we're putting out into the world. And uh, for me personally, my love language is words of affirmation. So when people are not happy, (laughs) I'm also an Enneagram one, if you follow the Enneagram. So when people are not happy and they're not happy with me and something that I've done and something that I've put out into the world, that's something I tend to take a little bit hard. Um, so that's been not a fun lesson to learn at all, actually, but there's always something. And and you know, that in business, there's always going to be something, there's always going to be somebody that's not happy with you. And that's okay. This particular time, uh, I'll share a quick little story. We actually had someone email us that was angry, maybe not angry. She wasn't like ranting and raving and all the things like, you know, angry might not be the right word. Frustrated probably is a better word. Um, but basically she was upset that she at our summit had to actually sit through the entire presentation and wasn't able to like fast forward through some of the presentation. Now, this is something that this is not the first time this has come up. A lot of people have said this to us. It is what it is. We do it the way that we do it for a reason. Um, it's not just like, oh, we just like randomly chose for you to not be able to fast forward. Like there's a lot of reasons behind it. And a lot of thought went into that. We run our summit, you know, on a, a live presentation model, a live session model. So all the sessions are airing at a certain time. You show up at that time. You're watching them essentially quote unquote live. Um, and you're in the chat box with other attendees. They're watching it, you know, at the same time that you are, you're discussing with them what's being said in the session. You're discussing with the speaker who's also in the chat box, what's being talked about in the session. And you're asking your questions. And then when it wraps, you move on to the next one that's scheduled at the next time slot, right? That's how it works. So logically, if everybody could just go fast forward, rewind, do all the things that they wanted to do, number one, it would absolutely not be fair to our speakers or to me, but especially to our speakers who have put a lot of time into putting these sessions together and, you know, are trying to give you a lot of insight. And sometimes that's insight that you may feel like you already know, or feel like you kind of have a handle on it, but sometimes you don't. And you need to hear it again, or you need to hear it a different way. And, you know, also they offer up a free gift to you guys. They offer up, um, a lot of insight. They spend a lot of time and energy on this. And if you could just fast forward to the parts you care about, that's not fair to them. Secondly, it just messes up the schedule. We would have people popping in and out like crazy who, you know, were mad. They couldn't move on to the next session because it wasn't live yet because they fast forwarded through the previous one. So It would be pure chaos on our end and not fair to our speakers and not fair to you as an attendee, because the truth is, even if you think, you know, something already, it never hurts to hear it again. It never hurts to hear it a different way. And there's a chance that you may not actually really know it to begin with. Let's face it. We've all had that in our lives where we're like, oh, I think I know this. And then you hear it and you're like, oh, maybe I didn't know as much as I thought I did. So anyway. That was a long way of saying she was upset about this. This is not the first time this has come up. So I was fully prepared to deal with it until she goes and says that she wants to be able to fast forward because she doesn't want to have to hear the speaker's whole like life story and what they're promoting and all this stuff, which our speakers don't promote. They just give you a free gift. So, you know, 
there's that. And then her big key point was, and I really just don't want to listen to your voice any more than I have to. So every single session, I kick it off by giving our speaker a little bit of an intro. I'm telling you what you're going to hear in this session. I'm introducing them because I'm the host. I'm the MC of this event. So I'm giving them the introduction that they deserve before they hop in and start giving you all of this valuable insight. And I also kick off the day with a welcome and I close the day out too. And so basically she was just sick and tired of hearing my voice, which was super fun for me to hear, you know, having words of affirmation as my love language and being an Enneagram one. And let's face it, just being human, there's never a good, good time for somebody to tell you that your voice sucks. So, and that's something that when I started a podcast, I really like had a lot of fear around was that people, I, I didn't particularly like my voice you know, I'm, it's not my best feature. I'm not super in love with it. And so it could have brought up a lot of imposter syndrome. And thankfully I've done a lot of mindset work around this, but it's just a huge reminder that you can show up so perfectly. You can show up with everything put together. You can show up at your very best on your very best day with all the energy and all the positivity and all the good things and all the education and all the background and expertise in the world. And somebody will still not like your voice. (laughs) So that's probably going to be my longest rant on this episode. So stick with me, but that is number one. You absolutely cannot please every, everyone. So with anything that you do in business or in life, remember that people are not going to be happy and that is okay. And maybe those are not your people, or maybe those are just people who need to go do a little soul searching and not randomly email people to say, I hate your voice, but those people exist and you can't change them and you can't do anything about them. So all you can do is manage your response to it when it comes. And all you can do is continue to do that work on yourself and that mindset work to get to a place where it can just kind of roll off your back in a way. And does that mean that her comment didn't hurt me? No, of course not. Of course it hurt. You know, that whole like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me thing is, is just crap, right? Like it's not true. Words hurt. Your words are powerful, powerful words hurt. It definitely hurt my feelings, but I've done the kind of work where I didn't take it personally and suddenly go change everything about our summit to fit this one person's ideal and this one person's narrative, right? So. You can't please everybody. Keep that in mind. Number two, community is always the most valuable takeaway that anybody will get from the things that you're putting out and the things that you do, but it is not the thing that you market. So I know this sounds like a weird one, but I am constantly, 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 constantly told with our summits, with our programs, with the Firestarter Club, with everything that we do that people love the community. They love coming in and they love the women that we bring together and they love getting all the different opportunities to get to know these women and network and connect and do all of these things. And a lot of people make friends at our events that they go on to be really, really good friends with. Our very first summit, we had um, two people that were kind of in the chat box, the whole summit, like really getting to know each other in the chat box and really engaging and participating. 
And they connected through our attendee connection lounge and the dance party. And they decided to keep connecting with each other. They hopped on a lot of zoom calls. They shared phone numbers with each other in each other's DMS all the time, really became good friends and ended up a couple months later. One of them actually flew across the country to meet the other one in person. And they're still best friends to to this day. They've collaborated on a lot of different things. And that is really, really cool for us. Um, and I love that. I love that we're building a space where women get to know each other and it's not even about us. It's about the other people that you could meet along the way. The thing is anytime you build something, anytime you sell something, anytime you put something out into the world, I'm not saying you can't market the community. I'm not saying you can't talk about the networking capabilities of whatever you're doing or the opportunities to connect with other people, the opportunities to be a part of the community, all of those things. But that is not the thing that's going to sell your offer. That is not the thing that's going to sell tickets or sell spots or make you money, right? You have to know what the value is in what you're putting out into the world. And the value, even though it really is in the community piece, even though people really, really want that part of it, and you absolutely have to build that part into it. That's not the thing that you slap across all of your marketing, right? So what this means, what your takeaway from this should be is that number one, you have to build some kind of community aspect into the things that you're putting out there, because that at its core is what people love. It's what people want. It's what makes everybody feel like this thing was so much more special than you even meant for it to be. So you have to build that in. But then number two, you can't just market that. It has to have some other value that is solving the pain point that your clients, your customers, your audience thinks they need. So saying we have this really cool community, you're gonna have all these opportunities to network and connect and all of these things. That's what they want at, at its core. They want that, they need that, but they're not actively searching that out. They're not gonna pay a lot of money for that. That is the side effect. That is the value that they deep down really wanted, but didn't know they wanted. They're coming to you because they have a particular pain point that they think your offer is going to solve. So you have to be able to market the pain point value while you know, sneakily underhandedly giving them the community value once they get in the door. So community really is, it's one of the most valuable takeaways that people will get out of anything that you do, but it's not the thing that you plaster all over your marketing. So just something to keep in mind. Number three, systems and processes and workflows and all of those fun logistical things. Oh my gosh. They will take you so far. Um, this year has been really, really hard on me. Uh, if you didn't know, you, if you follow me on Instagram or you listen to the podcast regularly or anything like that, you probably knew. But if you didn't know, um, we lost our dog Coda back in January. And I'm not going to get too into it right now because it's a sad story. But um, he he was our baby. We don't my husband, Luke and I, we don't have kids. We treated him like our child. You can think that's weird all you want, but that's what we did. And it was, it was a very big loss. And 
we've also just gone through a lot of other personal things this year. And it's just, we've been hit left and right constantly. And it seems to be never ending almost this year. And this year just honestly has not treated us very well so far. So this has been a hard year and we actually pushed the summit back a month um, from our usual like time slot. And if I had not had the systems, the processes, the templates, the workflows, the, um, you know, pre-written emails, the graphic templates created that we already had, I honestly don't know. I mean, really honestly don't know if I could have pulled this summit off this time around. So it's just a reminder to you that with anything that you create, you know, can you make a template out of it for next time? Can you repurpose emails, content, you know, templates, anything from the last time that you did the thing or from a previous thing that you have that was similar or something like that? to make it easier on yourself? And how do you start to get those systems and those SOPs and those workflows in place? Number one, to make it easier on you, but number two, if you have a team to make it easier on your team in the future, especially just because life is life and life can be hard and you never know what's gonna happen. And I'm not telling you that you have to build this big, crazy business machine that runs entirely without you. That's great if that's the goal, but I am telling you that there are going to be things where you've got plans and something happens that's going to negate those plans and keep you from being able to fully pursue that. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes having those systems, workflows, processes, templates in place already is going to be the saving grace that helps you still pull that thing off without the stress, without the overwhelm, without staying up all night, trying to finish it the night before it launches. So get those in place and do not ever underestimate the power of creating those systems for yourself with anything that you do, whether that's just like putting out content on Instagram next week or, you know, launching your next round of your offer, um, really, really, really build out those systems. Number four, this one, I'm going to keep super short and super simple because it's like really obvious, but no matter how much work you have put in, no matter how much prep you have done, no matter how many times you think you double, triple, quadruple checked the thing, something is going to break or go wrong or have a typo. I promise you that every single round that we have done there's been something, a speaker's name had a typo on one of their graphics and we didn't catch it till a little bit later, or, uh, we forgot to change the date somewhere on one of the emails or something, or a link got sent out wrong. That seems to happen (laughs) a little too much. Honestly, um, they happened this last round. We had one of our live panels and I'm still not entirely sure how it happened because we really did like triple check this. But the like Zoom link for our live panel just got put in wrong, basically. I'm not sure how. And it was sending people to a different Zoom link. And so our live panel had started and none of our attendees were there. Nobody was on. And we figured it out really, really quickly and got it fixed and got people on within like five minutes. And that's great. 
but that's something we triple checked. It's something that, you know, I, we really, really paid attention to and I I did it myself. I know it was done right, but it wasn't. And there's always going to be things. And so you can spend so much time trying to make it perfect, but there's always going to be something. So give yourself the grace of allowing it to not be perfect and giving it your best and doing a quick double check and then putting it out. And then when something is wrong, when a link does break, when there is a typo, when it's wrong link, when it's whatever, give yourself the grace of you did your best. This is a really easy, very human mistake to make. Some of my biggest mentors still send out the wrong links when they do things. It happens. You're human. Let it go and just move on. Number five, this one, it sounds a little almost harsh when I say it, but I I mean it lovingly. And I, I honestly think it's almost funny sometimes people really don't like to read. (laughs) So that is something for you to keep in mind when you are sending out tons of emails about your launch or your offer, or you feel like you are posting nonstop about this thing on social media. And you're like, people are getting tired of me. They are not. And let me tell you why they're not because they don't read. People do not read. They skim things. They miss things. I am almost dumbfounded every single time we run a summit by the fact that something can be so obvious and so bold right there on like the front page, you know, the sales page, or sometimes it's with our speakers and it's like, right, we put this whole beautiful speaker page together with everything you need to know. And then they're emailing me with a question that's like right at the top of the speaker page. After I told everybody, if you have questions, check the speaker page first. I am constantly amazed at the attendees that are hitting reply to an email to ask us a question. And the answer is like so clearly in the email that they just replied to. And it's not, I'm not making fun of our speakers or our attendees or anything like that. I do it too. We're human. We're in a hurry. We're worried about getting to our next thing. And so we just don't read, not fully. We're not fully always paying attention to the thing in front of us. We like to skim things. We like to just jump right into asking our question and not bothering to actually look for it because sometimes we think it's going to be a faster way to get an answer. So all of that to say for you as a business owner, and as somebody launching an offer and putting something out into the world, recognize that people do not read. So, you know, over say things over talk about things, constantly repeat information, reuse content, because the odds that people didn't see it or saw it, but weren't paying attention are really ridiculously high. And it just goes back to, you know, they used to say people had to see things like seven times before they wanted to buy or opt in or whatever. Now it's actually like 11 to 18 times or something like that, because we live in such a like ad heavy content, heavy world, and everything is on the internet and everything is on social media. And we're so inundated all the time with content and ads and just things in our face. And so now it's like 11 to 18 times. And if you think about that, like you could put a free offer out there and say, Hey, this thing is free. Come sign up. And then wonder why nobody's signing up. And it's because somebody may literally need to see it 18 times before they realize what it's about. 
So, you know, just recognize that people are human and people are in a hurry and they're probably not getting bored with you saying the same thing over and over and over again. They probably honestly haven't seen it most of the time. So stay consistent, stay on top of it, repeat yourself when you need to repurpose content when you need to don't ever let the, the repeating part of it be the part that gets you hung up. Okay. Number six, bigger isn't always better. (laughs) Sometimes it is sometimes bigger is great. Sometimes you want more people, you want more eyes on it. You want more, you know, whatever, but that also always comes with more responsibility, right? It always comes with more tech problems. It always comes with more emails, with more questions, with more people who didn't bother to read the thing that you sent out that had all of the information in it. Right. So recognize that sometimes when the goal is I want to make more money. Yes. The solution could be getting more eyes on your stuff, more traffic in the door, more people converting into the offer, but sometimes it's not. (laughs) Sometimes you want to make more money, but you don't actually have the bandwidth to manage more people. So in that case, maybe it's just time to upsell people into something additional or add a bump offer or raise your prices or, you know, kind of do something a little more high ticket or something like that. So recognize that Bigger isn't always better. More people isn't always the answer. Sometimes it is. And sometimes that's really cool, but don't be afraid to scale back and, you know, raise your prices or add a bump or do something a little different in order to hit your revenue goal or in order to like do the thing that you want to do without necessarily always making it something bigger and louder and bolder and crazier and adding, you know, more speakers or more attendees or more people in the offer or more calls or more whatever it is that you're doing. Right. Sometimes you don't need to scale from a hundred to a thousand. Sometimes you just need to scale from a hundred to 110, or sometimes you need to scale back from a hundred to 80 and serve those 80 even better to get them to upgrade into the next thing. Right. So really ask yourself what the goal is for you, what that's going to look like with your current bandwidth, with your current situation, with your current schedule and your, your current, uh, time and, and productivity that you can like dedicate to it. And with your current energy, right? What does that always look like? Because again, bigger is not always better. It's not always the answer and the solution to your problem. Number seven. You can only track one change at a time. (laughs) And, uh, this is actually, this is something one of my mentors says all the time. Uh, I'm in a mastermind right now and she just drills this into us and I get why, because this is a lesson that I've, I've definitely learned from these summits. If you put something out into the world and then you go to make changes and you make a bunch of changes and then it starts working, you don't actually know which change helped it to start working. When you're tracking those metrics, you have no idea what actually caused the change, right? And if you don't know, you can't repeat it. If you don't know, you can't build on that. So anytime you go to make a change, you've got to do one thing at a time. 
You've got to change one thing and then test it. And if that didn't work, okay, that wasn't it. Change something else, test that. If that did work, okay, hey, this worked. Now let's go build on that theory, right? Let's go build on that thing. So just really paying attention to if you launch something and it doesn't go the way that you wanted, or you have a failed launch, or you didn't get as many people in the door as you wanted, or any of those things, you have to, have to, have to recognize that going and just like starting over from scratch or changing all the things or throwing all of the ideas into it, it's actually not going to help you because even if it works this time, you don't know how to repeat it for the next time because you have no idea what change made the difference. And kind of on that same line of thought, on that same logic, you can't fix what you don't track. So if you're not paying attention to your numbers, paying attention to your metrics, paying attention to what's working and what's not in your business, then you can't ever fix the problem because you can't fix what you don't know. You can't fix what you don't track. So absolutely, you should be paying attention to your numbers, to your profit margins, to the traffic, to the conversions, where are people getting lost in your funnel? What content lands with your audience and what content doesn't, you know, do people show up for you more on stories than they do on your reels? Like you need to pay attention to those things. You need to be tracking those things. And it's not a guess. It's not you saying like, oh, I think my reels get more views than my stories. It's have you tracked this for a week, two weeks, 30 days, six months, have you tracked this and know for a fact that that's true? Do you know what the difference in numbers is there? So really get into tracking your own numbers and your own metrics so that you do know what to fix when there's a problem. So that when you do go to outsource or hire or uh, implement a new strategy or tweak something, try something, change something, you know, where to put that energy, where to put that time, where to put that money toward fixing a problem, because you know exactly what the problem is, but then recognize that you can only make one of those changes at a time in order to continuously and successfully keep tracking that metric and keep tracking what's making the difference. Number eight, this is funny coming from me because if you know me or you followed me at all for a while, you know, my energy is everything. I'm very high energy. I, I love, I love that kind of energy. I love being in that pocket where it's just like, everything's fun. Everything's high energy. It's not that we don't have hard times and it's not that we don't talk about them, but we're still energetically showing up for our life and for our business. Right? So number eight, your energy sets the bar for everything else. And I am not saying that you have to be this loud, crazy, high energy, let's go kind of person, right? You don't have to be me, right? You don't have to be me. You don't have to be up on stage, waving your arms, dancing around like a crazy person, just like having the best time of your life, super loud, super bold, super whatever. You don't have to be that. You can be an introvert. You can be quiet. You can be shy. You can be all those things, but you have to bring the energy. And what I mean by the energy is not necessarily high, loud energy, but you have to seem excited for what you're doing. You have to know how to convey your message in a way that's going to get your audience excited about it in a way that's going to tell your audience, this is the thing for you. Right. And you have to be really confident in that. So a lot of what I mean when I say the energy sets the bar is your confidence level in your ability to show up 
is what's setting the bar for everything else. If you show up on social media, if you show up on a sales call, if you show up on a webinar, if you do any of those things and the energy's not there, meaning you don't sound confident in your messaging, you don't sound confident in what you're selling. You're just kind of like, oh, well, you know, we would really love for you to join, but it's okay if you don't. That's not going to sell. It's not going to get people in the door. They're going to tune out so fast and move on to the next person because at the end of the day, people are looking for you to solve a problem, right? They're looking for you to solve a pain point that they have and they're actively looking for that solution. And if they don't feel a hundred percent confident that you feel a hundred percent confident that you can solve that pain point, they're going to move on to find someone who is confident, who can solve it. So you have to bring the energy. You have to show up confidently and excited about the offer that you're selling, about the thing that you're putting out into the world. Otherwise people are not going to show up. People are not going to buy in. It's just not going to happen. Your energy sets the bar. And not only that, but when they do buy, when they do come in to your world, your energy will continue to set the bar, right? The way that you show up, the confidence level that you have in your own abilities and your own expertise, and the way that you show up with, with your clients, with your customers, with your audience, that is going to be the thing that sets the bar for what they expect for the rest of the time working with you. That's going to be what sets the bar for them knowing whether or not this was a good investment, whether they should invest in the next thing and keep working with you, whether, you know, they want to show up to the live calls in your program because, you know, should they just do the workbooks and figure it out on their own because your energy's not there. So really, really, really remember your energy sets the bar for literally everything else in your business. If you want to be successful, you don't have to be loud. You don't have to dance around like a crazy person on TikTok. You don't have to be really crazy high energy, but you do have to bring the energy. You do have to be confident in what you're doing. Number nine, this is more of a reminder than it is a lesson learned. Um, but I think it's really important and something I want to remind you of and something that I am constantly being reminded of from our summits when we do them. You never know who's watching. You never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. You never know who's following along. You never know who's lurking in the background. And I don't mean lurking in like a creepy, like bad way. I just mean, you really never know who's paying attention. And kind of as a, as a tangent to that, you never know what opportunities might come because of who's paying attention. So every single summit that we've done has resulted in some kind of really cool opportunity for me, whether that is, uh, somebody that I look up to or really love learning from, or really want to connect with or whatever, now seeing our summit and saying, Hey, I want to be a speaker next time, or, Hey, let's talk about sponsorship or, Hey, you know, you just ran this really cool summit. And I think that's awesome. And I want you to come speak to our community that has happened multiple times. Um, I've made incredible connections, incredible relationships with a lot of our speakers and sponsors over these summits. And that has resulted in me being on podcasts on stages, you know, guest coaching and memberships and programs and, um, 
all of those kind of things. And, and that then has also resulted in those people coming back to our community and saying, Hey, I heard you speak on so-and-so's podcast, or, Hey, I was at this event that where you spoke on stage and I want to work with you, or I want to get in this program, or I want to do this thing. Um, and so you just never know. And, and kind of even to that point, somebody could watch you for two years and never buy anything from you and just be following your content and learning from you and loving on you. And you don't even realize that they're there. And then all of a sudden they buy your highest ticket offer. Right. So just remember the fact that even if on the days where your numbers feel a little low, even on the days where the launch didn't yield quite as many new clients as you wanted on the days where you feel like nobody is paying attention, someone is, and someone is lurking in the background, deciding whether or not to buy from you. And someone is learning from your free content and someone is watching how you show up to see if you're right for an opportunity that they have for you. So never let that go. And it just goes back to your energy sets the bar for everything else. Never let that go. Never forget that someone is watching and that you never know who's watching and you never know what opportunity might come out of that. And number 10, wrapping it all up, our final lesson, you cannot hit a moving target. You can, maybe you might get lucky like once in a while, but statistically the odds are not in your favor. It's really hard to hit a moving target. So what do I mean by that? I mean, you've got to know what the goal is. Where is the goalpost? Where is the line? How do you hit it, right? So anytime you go to put out anything, I don't care if it's a free guide and you're wanting people to opt in. I don't care if it's an offer that you're launching. I don't care if it's a collaboration that you're doing with somebody else. If you're guesting on somebody's podcast or doing an Instagram live together or whatever. You got to know what the goal is. Every piece of content you put out, every opportunity that you take, every collaboration that you do, every offer that you launch, what is the goal? What is the intention? We don't want to be the business owners that are just slapping things together, throwing it out in the world, hoping it works and not even knowing what it working looks like. We want to know what the goal is, right? We want to know how to know whether or not we're successful in, in this thing, in this endeavor. So anytime that you go to do anything in your business, ask yourself what the goal is. Is the goal more opt-ins? Is the goal brand awareness? You just want more eyes on your stuff. Is the goal to actually convert people into clients and have them pay you money? If so, is it to get them into your low ticket offer and into your funnel so that you know, they may buy the big thing later, or is it to have them buy the big thing now because you need the money, right? What is the goal? What is the end game? If you don't know that you can't show up in the right kind of energy, you can't show up with the right confidence. You can't put out the right content. You can't nail your marketing and your messaging. So you have to know what the goal is at all times and not keep moving the goalposts for yourself, right? Not saying you can't change the goal. You can, but if the goal is changing every day, if one day it's, oh, I just want more eyes on my stuff. And the next day it's, oh, well, actually I need more money. So I, I really need people to buy the thing. And then the next day it's, well, I really just want to find more people to collaborate with. And the next day it's like, oh, well, I want to get on more podcasts 
So that's a very specific type of collaboration. And then the next day it's like, oh, but actually, you know what? I was right to begin with. I just need more eyes on my stuff. If we keep going through this, like the goalpost is changing every single day and we don't even know where it is, then you're never going to hit it. You're never going to be successful because it's impossible, not impossible. That's not the right word. It's hard. It's very, very difficult to hit a moving target and even harder to hit it twice. So even if you get lucky, even if you manage to do something successfully one time after changing the target and the goal over and over and over again, it's going to be really hard to pull that off again, right? So don't give yourself a more difficult time. Don't give yourself a moving target. Know what the goal is. Set your goal, stick to it, see what happens, track your metrics, show up in that kind of energy, and then change what you need to change and and move the goal if you need to. But stop with the like new goal every day kind of craziness and chaos that's keeping you stuck because it is, it's keeping you stuck. So there you have it. Those are the 10 things that I have learned from running four rounds of the Females on Fire Summit. And I hope that you can see how some of them apply to your business, whether you run events or not is irrelevant. These 10 things are something that I think really applies to a lot of business and a lot of people's businesses. So I hope you can see where it applies to yours. I hope you can take some of these little nuggets and go implement them, use them, put them on sticky notes on your desk as reminders for when you need them. Um, but I, I just thought it was something that I wanted to share and, and, you know, we're constantly learning and we're constantly growing. And these were, some of these were lessons I sort of already knew, but learned in the sense that I was really proud of myself that I, I did this right. Now I recognize that had I not done it right, it would have been a big issue. Some of them are lessons I absolutely learned the hard way. Some of them are are lessons that I'm still learning because they just keep coming up and you're finding new ways to have to deal with the problem, right? So we're constantly learning, we're constantly growing, but you know, this show was always about me sharing with you the things that I'm learning and the incredible people that I'm meeting that have this expertise so that you can grow your business. And so that hopefully it helps you move a little faster than I did, right? Um, So I have never claimed to have all the answers and I still don't, but when I learn something and something helps me grow, I want to be able to share that with you. So I hope you got a lot out of this. If you loved this episode, I would absolutely love if you could share what one of these lessons, what one of these tips resonated with you, go pop it over on your Instagram stories, tag me at Haley Luckadoo. And I will reshare it and we will strike up a conversation about it. And, you know, any way that I can support you, I would love to do that. So please just like take a screenshot of your phone right now, if you're listening on your phone or, you know, take a screenshot of it and, and share it over on your Instagram stories, tag me at Haley Luckadoo and let me know what your favorite tip from this was, or what was the one that you needed to hear the most. So I hope you enjoyed this. That is a wrap. For this episode, we will be back on Friday for another fantastic fire Fridays episode. And then many, many more episodes to come. We've got some really great guests coming up that I'm so excited about. So tune in on Friday, tune in next Wednesday. 
for our wildfire Wednesday episode with a really amazing guest. And I hope I will see you in Dallas in August for our females on fire live conference, because this was our last summit until next year, virtual summit, because instead of a virtual summit in August, we are doing our live and in-person conference. And I really hope to see you there August 10th through the 12th in Dallas, Texas. We're bringing 300 women together with the most incredible speakers and tickets are on till now. So head over to femalesonfireconference.com, grab your ticket if you haven't already, and then send me a little note that you grabbed your ticket or share it on your Instagram stories so we can shout you out and just welcome you into the conference community because we are so pumped about it. It's going to be so much fun. We are bringing all the energy, all the incredible speakers, all the fun things. So you are not going to want to miss it. And with that, I will see you again or be in your earbuds again, I guess <laughs> on Friday. Don't forget fire starters. It only takes one spark of an idea to create a wildfire of success. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.